0: as you improve your company and achieve your most important goals and deliver the business results that make you and your team happy. Now, let's get to today's episode. Pete here. Today's episode is a special edition where we take one of our recent Facebook Lives and repurpose it to share it here. You can catch these Live when they originally air at facebook.com/slash pete winarski page, and also know that we might decide to put this here on Business Results Radio for you as well. Here we go. Hey, Pete Winarski here from Win Enterprises LLC, and today we're going to talk about why it's absolutely critical if you are a small business to get your support infrastructure and systems and processes in place. And you really have to do it right now. Now, before we go there, just telling you, we're going live here on our Facebook page, the Pete Winarski page. We're also at the group, More Revenue, More Profit. And we're also on our YouTube channel. But what we really want to do is bring you into our More Revenue, More Profit Facebook group. That link, facebook.com slash groups slash more revenue, more profit. So if you're seeing this in some other place, go there because that's where we're loading up our content. We're listening to your questions and watching the dialogue. And that's where we will pile on and add value to the conversation to make sure that you as a business leader are driving the initiatives and the tasks and the things that you need to do to make sure that you're getting the results that you really need to get. So Today's conversation is inspired by what we're seeing out there working with small businesses. You know, for decades now, literally decades, we've worked in larger companies, either in roles where, where we own a responsibility, we own the PL or we own an operation or whatever it is, right? Going back to all the way to the, to the 80s, right? the 1980s. Remember those? Wish I could go back, especially right now today. But nonetheless, Think of um, what a larger company has for systems and processes. I mean, my first job out of college, I landed in a, a company that was about 80 million in revenue when I got there. Two years later, it was 100 million in revenue. And then 10 years after that, it had uh, tripled or more. I think it was about 350 million at about the time. When I left after 10 years, right? Um, David, uh, this is where David Tweet and I met. Um, he came in a couple of years after me and then stayed a couple of years after. I think he was there 11 years or so. So our, our overlap was a lot of years. And of course, that's the Wire Mold Company. It's a very um, well known story worldwide for the systems and processes, full system, full company around the concepts and principles of being a lean or a Toyota production system type place. Now, that's just one benchmark. What we, of course, have was working as a consultant for lots of other businesses, you know, into the billions, right? So we can take what we learned from the infrastructure that those 1000000000 dollars size companies have and then look at the situation for a small company. And what's really interesting, because now that we're really... Amping up our support of small businesses, we're seeing this all over the place. You know, you have someone who you, you kind of they they started the company by themselves, and you know when you start it, you're kind of a one person operation. And then maybe you start adding resources, and maybe you start growing a little bit. And now the you know the the number of people that you can serve um, with your product or service goes up as you add. You know, people get your name out there, people hear about you. Um, your orders go up, you know the demand on your services go up, you add more resources. But have you really done it in a way that you know enables you to really rocket your growth? So you kind of you're over that inertia hump and now you're starting to get some work and you've got enough work for multiple people. However, your systems and processes and infrastructure really aren't there and enabling you to profitably grow like crazy. And that's what we want to really talk about. So think about things like your organization structure, the resources you bring in. What should your team look like? How much should you be paying them? Should you add contractors or employees? Should you have an office? Should you have a physical location or should you be remote? Obviously, that answer has changed a lot in the last six months with what people have experienced with COVID. Um, Then you've got things like your training procedures, your standard operating procedures to begin with, right? Making sure that all of those things are really defined and buttoned up. And how do you know if someone's doing the job that they should do? That idea of trust and then verify, right? Trust that they've learned it and then verify that with spot audits and checks to make sure that they are doing what you expected and things are working, right? Um, what else? Your financials, right? Um, Got to get your financial statements in order. You know, I We've seen businesses in the neighborhood of 20 million in revenue who were our clients who are still running their financials like they're this little tiny family owned operation, right? It, what's really interesting about the financial discussion uh is you know from an accountant standpoint if you're a one-person company of course they want they want to help you save money on taxes and there's certain tax strategies about you know what you include in your expenses uh, that are legitimate i'm not talking about non-legitimate but legitimate business expenses to make sure that your your business expenses are truly reflecting what you do and that there's a variety of things that you consider and think about to get your taxes um you know, basically as low as legally possible, right? That's an accountant's point of view. But meanwhile, you know, if you want to grow up and you want to be a big company and you want to actually you know be millions and millions in revenue, and that could be tens and twenties and hundreds of millions in revenue, then of course what you have set up there is totally different than a solopreneur's, you know, family-owned business type of an experience, right? It's like. Two ends of the spectrum. So, you know, this this example, you know, $20 million company, family owned, a third generation now, and they were still somewhat operating like a, um, you know, like a, a small onesie, twosie, you know, company. And of course, they had hundreds of employees or so, right? So, you know, a little bit of a, of a disconnect there because the types of things you want to have, yes, you want to manage your, your cost down, right? I mean, if you're a public company, you're trying to grow your profits like crazy, right? Because that's what you're being held accountable for. And meanwhile, if you're an individual or a small company, you're trying to get as much leverage out of your business while keeping your taxes in check, right? So there's there's this like yin and yang that goes on and a lot of small businesses are confused about what that ought to look like. So obviously your uh, other infrastructure, what are your reporting structures? What are your metrics in the first place? What's important to your vision and your mission and your purpose? Why are you here? Why did you start the company? Why is the business here? Um, Who are you serving? And how do you know you're doing a good job at it, right? So what are those metrics? But then, of course, there's the financial metrics. There's the operating metrics. How well are we doing what we ought to be doing? How efficient are we, right? So there's a lot of big company professional management concepts that can come into play to really help a small business, right? So, So that's part of what happens Um, when you layer in infrastructure and then, you know, then eventually you get into, you know, if you do build a team because you want to grow a company and you want to grow in the, in the millions and tens of millions, and then maybe sell your business at a huge valuation, ta-da, you better have these things in place because the first thing they're going to do is they're going to say, let's look at your books. If your books are just like, if they can poke holes in them all over the place, the conversation's over and you didn't get a check for, you know, 20 million dollars, right? It's sorry. <laughs> so, you got to factor all of that in place. So, um, you know, with with that in mind, um, you've got to get some of the basics in place and you know, just as your strategy has an immediate term, a medium term and a long term. You know, immediate be, might be like, how do I get revenue right now? What do I have to do to get some cash flowing or boost my cash flow up? especially in today's economy. The economy is upside down. COVID's wrecking havoc. It's just the reality of today. People aren't going out and spending the way they were. If you're a restaurant, you're seeing that. So just use restaurants as an example for a moment. It's a very real um, microcosm of our economy right now. Because if you're a, a retail outlet, you're certainly not getting the foot traffic that you did before right especially like this time last year we just uh, I'm recording this early September labor day just happened the official end of summer where people are all over the place and think of all of the window shopping that happens on vacations and things we didn't even do a legitimate vacation this year right it was a couple days um, at my sister's cottage but it wasn't like we hopped on an airplane and went somewhere um, you know we had one night overnight in a hotel earlier in the summer in July um, you know for a one day Getaway for a Friday night and a Saturday. That's it, right? It wasn't like let's, you know, the year before we were in Alaska and we were in Seattle and we were in Vancouver and um, yeah, man, there's restaurants every night and spending in the shops and et cetera, et cetera. So that ain't happening the way it was, right? It's just part of the the current reality. So if you're the business owner, right, you're you're B 2 C and you've got consumers, you now have to think about things a little bit differently. So Job one from your strategy is probably like, well, how do I get my cash flow up? Well, there's also infrastructure job one, right? There's the immediate infrastructure items to get in place. Then there's the medium term and the longer term. What goes in what bucket depends on a couple of things. Where are you now? What are your goals for the long term? And then let's figure out how your your operating strategy, right? So what do you want to do in the market? How do you want to serve your customers, et cetera? Your strategy fits with the infrastructure that you need for that strategy to be successful. So if you want to, in the next three to five years, grow your business, add a few extra million of revenue so that you can sell and put a few extra million in your pocket, then the strategy and the infrastructure required is going to be totally different than if you want to have a lifestyle business where you can work 15 to 20 hours a week and exercise all day long and see your kids and you know, go off and goof around and play and just have a little bit of cash flowing, totally different, right? So you have to decide which camp are you in and where do you want to play. So again, the infrastructure, you can't wait, especially around getting your operations to work. Because think about, you know, here in Connecticut, a few weeks ago, it was only probably a month ago now, When, you know, the hurricane came up the coast, kaboom, and it knocked the power out for around five days, you know, depending on what part of the state you live in. Um, Our neighborhood was locked down such that there were wires hanging and we couldn't get our car out of the neighborhood for two days, right? And some people managed to get their car out and they left it parked. You know, uh, David picked me up. I had to walk a half mile to the next neighborhood, you know, through the trail, (laughs) through the trail to then hop in his car. Um, and then, of course, he dropped me off there at the end of the day and it was a long walk back in the morning. It was cool. In the afternoon when he dropped me off at five or six o'clock, whatever it was, it was hot outside. Right. So, you know, that's um that can happen. And then you got this sort of thing happening all over the place. And, you know, you know if you're a service provider that that deals with uh, people's houses, for example, they're like, hey, no, you can't come over. I don't have power right now. So like people's schedules got all messed up. Your revenue may have took a blip. What if something personal happened? Like somebody gets sick, right? And you're a one person company. What if you get sick? There's another infrastructure item, your insurance processes and policies that you have in place. Do you have your life, your disability and that sort of thing? You know, if you have key people, do you have your key man insurance, your key person, you know, et cetera? Like, Oh, I'm freaking you out now. Right. Because you know, these things do matter. Now you've got to, again, scale it to your goals. What matters to you, um, what would happen if all of a sudden you couldn't work for 60 days is your business done or do you have everything in place and it's no big deal we have a lot of businesses where the primary owner or founder or ceo is so involved in their business that if they stopped being involved everything kind of comes to a screeching halt right so getting the infrastructure in place where it can run without you is critically important so take these themes from today things around your organization how you get your work done who your team is you know how do you know how to pay them getting your your financials in order um you know getting your uh, you know your things like your insurance project and your con your, excuse me insurance products your contracts we didn't mention that but you you, know, you might have contracts with if you have employees who are contractors um you know you don't want to just like be paying people loosely under the table and then next thing you know they They claim, hey, I'm an employee and you've stopped paying me. And so I get unemployment from you. And you're like, what? No, you don't. And they, you know, goes through the court system and you're like, bing, bing. Sorry, buddy. You didn't have a contract in place. So these are things that you have to think about proactively and right size your infrastructure to match your goals and your strategy to get there with the immediate term, the medium term and the long term. Don't put it off to some point down the road in the future. Don't keep kicking the can down the street. You got to pick up the can and do something now to get this in place. Fun talking to you today. Let's catch up again in two days. We'll see you Friday, noontime Eastern. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Results Radio. Remember to share this episode on social media or directly with people you think would benefit from it. And if you are willing, subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star rating. Go ahead and do that now while you're thinking of it. I also want to invite you to visit businessresultsradio.com. And if you want to learn more about the Win Enterprises team or about the business consulting and mentoring services we provide, visit completebusinesstransformation.com. Thanks a bunch and we will catch you again soon.